Hi, everybody. My name's John Raby, and I'm the host of the Somewhere in Time podcast called Call Back Yesterday. This is a podlet designed for anyone who is on Mackinac Island this weekend at the 30th annual Somewhere in Time weekend at Grand Hotel, or anybody who wishes they could be there, like me. To get the time travel experience just right, go to the place where I conducted the interview during last year's Somewhere in Time weekend and listen very intently and concentrate. If you do it just right, it'll feel just like it's 2019. Walk, ride a bike, or rent a carriage and get to Bogan Lane near St. Anne's Church. Up on the right, you'll see the Bogan Lane Inn run by my longtime friend. I've known her for probably 52 years, ever since my family rented a house on the other side of the island back in the late 60s. Please identify yourself. My name is Trish Martin. I live on Mackinac Island, have grown up here, and I run a small B&B on Mackinac Island and write for the paper, and that's who I am. Botanist? Yes, I have a master's in field botany, having done a floristic study of the vascular plants of Mackinac Island, if you want to know the truth, but it's yeah, fun. I do. How are you involved in Somewhere in Time? Well, uh, of course, we were here the summer they made the film, and uh, I was actually an extra, but all my scenes got cut, so, but it was fun. I mean, we had a good time. And uh, I had a lady who stayed with me for the six weeks or whatever, almost two months, I guess, uh, that the film was being shot, who was uh, the understudy for Teresa Wright. And uh, I also got to work on the costumes, fitting them to the people uh, for all the period scenes, so... That was great fun. Did you fit for like, you know, is, I mean, did, did you fit for Plummer or Seymour? Or the... Oh, no, it's just for all the extras that were coming in. And uh, a lot of the costumes, I believe, had been used in My Fair Lady. They rented them for the film, as they do, but they all had to be fitted. I have to tell you my favorite, can I tell you my favorite story? Was, do you remember Agnes Shine? Mm-hmm. Well, Agnes Shine was a very petite, Scottish woman who came to work at the hotel, I believe at the Grand, um, when she was 14 or 15 years old. And so they cast her as an extra, and she knew I was working on fittings up there. And so she came out in her dress that she was wearing for the thing, and she was in a full nun's habit. And she came up to me and she said, Trish, can you imagine me, a nun? And if you knew Agnes, yeah. It was kind of hard to imagine her a nun. Can you remember what it was like on the island when they first said, hey, there's going to be a movie here? I that think people were pretty excited. You know, I mean, this is something that hasn't happened, I mean, since the MRA movies were made in the 50s and 60s. Um, so we hadn't had any filming going on for a while. And, you know, people were kind of excited to have Superman be here. Uh, and, of course, Christopher Plummer and Jane Seymour. And so it was kind of exciting to see. And, and everybody kind of wanted to be involved if they could. And because the cast and crew were here for almost two months, they got to know a lot of people here on the island, and, and we interacted with them a lot. So everybody was pretty happy about it. They thought it was odd when they allowed them to take cars up to the Grand Hotel. That was the big discussion at one point, but it was thought, well, okay, if they do that early and it's out of the way for the tourists, that's fine. So you're being candid about that. Like, I could see people being much more outraged than that. I, I just, I remember, 
eyebrows raised, but I don't, you know, yeah, I was 13. I, mean, I don't think people were outraged. I think they've been, oh, I shouldn't say this, but anyway, a lot more outraged at Mike Pence coming here and bringing seven vehicles to the island so he could be here for a half hour or 40 minutes to do a talk. I'm sorry. We were yes, a little sir. more perturbed about that than uh, we were the few cars for the the scenes that were being filmed. Well, and semi-trucks. And semi-trucks, and yeah, there were things. What about, were people were people suspicious of Hollywood? Not really. I, I didn't get that impression. I, more people were just excited, I think. And the idea of getting to be an extra in a film, or and people would go down just to watch them film and see how they were doing stuff. And of course, some of the scenes had to be done filmed at night, so that was that was different. Yeah. And and I have to say, the cast and crew that were here were very nice. Um, had a couple of them come over for meal and so on here. And uh, Bill Irwin came and had a breakfast with us one day and. And Susan French, we brought her tea a few times when she needed special tea. So that's the word: is that the this is one of the happiest movie shoots in the history of movie shoots. I think everybody had a good time, and people on the island, while they were excited to have them here, I don't. They didn't really bug the cast and crew uh, as they might have done in other places. You know, they were excited to meet Christopher Reeve or, or Jane Seymour or Teresa Wright or whoever. But it was like, oh, well, there they are. They're eating dinner. We, you know, let's let them eat dinner. Did uh, Plummer and Reeve and Seymour and French mix with the Islanders? Uh, yeah, to some extent. Uh, for Jane Seymour went riding with friends of mine when they were up here. They had a couple horses. Of course, she couldn't do more than walk her horse because of movie rules, which is funny because she's a good rider, and they had a couple hunt horses that were fun. And, you know... They would be around in town and seeing people, and yeah. And the crew, too, was very much... Um, we had a cookout with the cinematographer and his fan, and the crew from there one day. I actually had a friend of mine who's in the film, uh, actually my best friend's dad, uh, father-in-law, was in the film, and he actually got paid as an actor because he was supposed to be quiet in the back of an elevator, and had to get out of the way for somebody coming in, and ended up saying, oh, excuse me. So he got credited as a actor in the film. Who was that? Oh, it was Jim Dunnigan, uh, who is a cottager up here. He used to be on the park commission here uh, for a long time, and uh, he was in the film, and it's right there in the movie. Have you thought about the idea of the whole of time travel? Oh, yeah. And well, the idea of time travel is just fun. I mean, it's interesting to think about going back to a particular period and seeing what it really was like instead of just what we hear in the history books. I don't know if on the space-time continuum it would ever happen, but you never know. There are wormholes and all sorts of weird strife. You never know. Aren't we on a time machine right now, an eight-mile-round time machine <laughs> called Mackinac Island? I guess you could say that, um, though I've lived here all my, most of my life, so this seems normal to me. It doesn't seem like we're back in time because this is how it is. It's, and I like the fact that when you walk down the road here, you have to see your neighbors. You can't ignore them. And, and so you, you do say hi to everybody, and, and it's a nice thing. I don't want to give up necessarily the real world 
to go back to those days. I don't think it was as a romantic or we, we have a, I think we all have a romanticized view of history. Probably things weren't quite as good as you think they might be. I think modern underwear is a lot better, as is plumbing. Ah, uh, yeah. Modern plumbing, modern underwear, a few other conveniences. These are uh, the, the, um, the gum toothpicks uh. made of plastic. They're so much better yes. than 1912 toothpicks. Yeah. They showed the film Superman here. Well, Christopher Reeve was here. And I was up at the, well, I always call it the College Theater, the Mission Point Theater. And somebody, and it was just packed. You couldn't get tickets. Everybody was excited about going because Christopher Reeve was here. And somebody was saving three or four seats. And people were saying, well, you can't save seats. You know, you got to, no. And they held them. Well, after the movie started, Christopher Reeve and company walked in and sat in those seats. And then the sound went out in the film, which was notorious down at that theater at the time, that the, the sound equipment, the equipment was from the 50s or early 60s, so it wasn't in great stuff. But anyway, the film went, the, the sound went out, and they were trying to fix it, and Christopher Reeve stood up and started narrating the film for that few minutes while the sound was out. And then when the sound came back on, everybody applauded him, and everybody sat down and watched the rest of the movie. The other thing is my mother always likes to mention that Christopher Reeve donated his bicycle for, to the medical center for the auction to raise money for the med center. So I thought, didn't all the actors, or many of them? Probably others did too, but mother always remembers Christopher Reeve doing it So because yeah. she had worked at the med center. So I realize that you're a, perf- a perfect person to explain why the hell there was a full movie-making operation on Mackinac Island. Take oh, us back. Oh, well, um, there was an organization that had its world headquarters here on Mackinac Island known as Moral Rearmament. It was originally called the Oxford Group and eventually changed its name to Moral Rearmament. And you may not have heard of them, but you might have heard of some offshoots, including Alcoholics Anonymous and Up With People. Um, it's the show that went around for a lot of years. They made a lot of films, as well as doing road shows and so on. And they had a full film studio in what is now Mission Point, editing rooms and, you know, the whole, the whole bit, a big soundstage. And it was, I think they told me at one point, it was the largest soundstage east of the Mississippi at the time it was built. That's believable. And it's because it was quite large. It ended up being the college gym eventually. Um, but when the college started. What were the films about? Oh, well, they were usual. There were a number of films. Um, I was in two of them. One of them was called Pickle Hill, which was about bootlegging during Prohibition and how somebody in Penn State College changed because of their interaction with some folks and getting their life straight and stopped bootlegging at the time. Uh, Another one was called um, Decision at Midnight. Martin Landau was in that one, actually. I don't remember much of it, but it was something, World War II vintage piece on trying to get their lives straight and getting out of Eastern Europe and stuff like that. And explain the connection with MRA. Moral rearmament was the organization's um, goal was to get people to listen to the guidance of God daily and live by absolute standards of honesty, purity, love, and unselfishness. 
And so they were trying in making these films and doing the road show and then up with people and all this um, to get people to take lives seriously and to uh, try to make the world a better place, figuring the only person you can change is yourself. So if individuals change, then the world can change and, and not be uh, as bad a place. So that, that's what these stories were about. My dad actually worked on one film in Kenya, which was about the Mau Mau uprising called The Voice of the Hurricane. And uh, Glenn Close's dad was in that one, too. Huh. <laughs> that's in a whole other story. Yeah. And, and it's a funny, I have to tell one other funny story. I was in, uh, I was in China in 1981, and the film was released in 80. So and I was there in 81 with my mother, who had been born and raised in China. And we came out into Hong Kong uh, at the end of our trip. And we were looking in the newspaper in Hong Kong to see what was uh, available to do. And we saw an ad in the paper which said, held over for the 11th week, somewhere in time. And all we could laugh was, we went halfway around the world and we cannot get away from this movie. Thanks for listening to A Callback Yesterday, Podlet. Please subscribe and give us a rating. And I hope I'll see you next year on Mackinac.